Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Keola, the Wrestling Connoisseur. And uh, today I think we're going to talk about AEW for a little bit. More specifically, uh, looking at Full Gear's main event, uh, John Moxley versus MJF. You know, we we kind of have a pay-per-view that you know, a lot of people over on Twitter like... They're saying they're not really excited about this pay-per-view. That it's not a strong pay-per-view. I don't know if I agree with that. And, you know, the build... The build has been okay. Um, and I think that's that's fine. You know, maybe there's not a generated amount of excitement. Um, and the reason for that, I think, main event-wise... Is you have two very beloved characters right now. You know, everybody loves John Moxley, and this is this is the Mox. This is what we always wanted for Ambrose in WWE. Really, I think it's fair to say. Um, so everybody, everybody loves Moxley. You know, here we have a a champion that can carry the the company on his shoulders, um, and what have you. And in the MJF, we're finally getting what we want is MJF having the big role. I think everybody expects he's going to take the title. And everybody loves him right now. Everybody's cheering for him. And he has essentially turned face and hasn't really changed much in character, which is good. Uh, You don't want him to change too much. We just want him to become a baby face, right? So, all that's good, but what's lacking is this sense of tension, you know, um, there, there doesn't seem to be, there's no big heel at play at the moment, and because we love both Moxley and MJF, we, we don't have anybody to really hate upon, um, even with you see the the Regal promos with MJF, which have been great, you know the fans will boo Regal, and then Regal pulls them back in because he's so good anyway. But he's also a babyface right now, and again, there you have a problem that there's nobody to really hate, and I do think it is a bit of a problem. It's it's not like a typical. You know, babyface versus babyface matchup where they're like, may the best person win, and we're going to tease somebody turning heel. There's none of that right now. 
you know, it's it's actually the complete opposite, you know, with MJF already turning babyface. You know, there's no tease for anything. So I think there's just no tension. And there's there's that really just uh it's really kind of just messing, I think, with the whole storyline. There's no tension there. What I fear is going to happen is MJF won't turn babyface. Like this is a, a you know a faux turn, and uh, MJF will actually turn back heel, or this teased babyface turn won't happen, and MJF will go more heel, hopefully, and, you know in the match some at some point. I think the problem with that is is twofold. Uh, I don't think it's going to change fans' minds. I don't think they're going to boo MJF, really. Uh, even if they boo that moment, fans aren't going to turn on MJF. Let me say that part. Uh, they may boo the spot appropriately. But I don't think they're going to turn on MJF. And that's ultimately what you want. You want the fans to turn on him. You want the fans to really despise the man and hate him. I don't think that's coming at all. Um, the other problem is, like, how are you going to turn him heel again? Like, how are you going to get this heat? You know, do you have Regal turn on Moxley and become MJF's manager? What would be the point? You know, MJF doesn't need a mouthpiece. I think that would probably make more sense than anything. But again, MJF doesn't need the mouthpiece. Uh, You could have the whole group kind of turn on Moxley. Again, I don't know if that would be the wisest decision either. Um, I could see, you know, Cesaro, I could see Wheeler, um, I can't see Brian Danielson really turning on Moxley, uh, I mean, I can, I can't, I can't see him turning on Moxley for MJF, so, so I think that would be the biggest problem with that concept, um, and if you have anybody else, say like you have the whole firm thing, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to have them rejoin with MJF and this just be a big ploy with I don't I don't like the idea of it being like this twist because just the sake of it. Like I don't I have a problem with a group that is turning on their own and MGF has gotten beat down and powerbombed and attacked and all this whole shtick. Just for them to go, it was just a play and it was all a work and we're still together. I don't, I don't like that. I don't think it works in the long run. Uh, it doesn't make sense in the long run. Like you're, you're attacking your own. I think those angles, you're you're really like pushing the limits by doing that unless you can really show 
like okay you know this this makes sense because it's opened my eyes and now I know that I can't go against the firm but then you're pulling MJF down a notch I think if you you know if you go that route so it doesn't make any sense for for that to happen Pinnacle Got a big motorcycle here coming by me. It's like, like aces and eights are pulling up on me now that I was talking shit about weird angles. Like I loved aces and eights. They did that sort of thing where like Bully Ray was attacked, and then he ends up like the leader of the group. And I thought that was, even though I loved the the angle and the storyline, I I hated that aspect of it. It's like. It's not a trick if if you're attacking the guy who ends up being the leader. Like it, it doesn't make you gotta make it make sense. Um, so I don't think they should do that. Like I was saying, Pinnacle, everybody's a face now. So I don't think you could have Pinnacle all showing up as heels to back MJF. I don't think that would work storyline-wise either, continuity-wise. So, in my opinion, you could only move forward logically with MJF as a babyface. Now, what's that mean for the rest of the match? I mean, can you turn Moxley heel? Can you turn the rest of the faction heel on MJF um, to move it forward? I think you possibly could as a unit with Regal. Can you make these guys heels now? Maybe. I don't know if if that's the direction you want to go either, even though then you could feud MJF with Combat Club. Uh, you could move forward with that aspect. You could move forward getting the Combat Club away from the Jericho Appreciation Society in that aspect too. And you could build toward uh, gang rivalry with MJF and the pinnacle getting back together to face the combat club. The question with that is, can can you effectively turn Mox and Danielson and Regal, can you turn all of these beloved characters heel against MJF? Is MJF beloved enough to do that? And I think possibly if you really have the combat club just go way overboard like you can I can see it happening with Mox and him losing control and him just leaving MJF a bloody mess Um, I can see Cesaro following along Wheeler following along Regal pushing for it Uh, I can see the crowd would would be behind MJF I think you could tease Danielson not you know like hey what are we doing and then just like, nope, following along with Regal, throwing it in. Um, and I think that too is like, you know, it would take the company in a new direction. Leave MJF as this loner anti-hero to start and then bringing the pinnacle into play, um, I think would be a great move in all honesty, um, especially with showing the Blackpool Combat Club as these just villainous, bloodthirsty guys. Um, 
and in Pinnacle, who had been built up as heroes, even, even, um, God, his, his name escapes me for the moment, uh, Sean Spears, who's come back and he cut that great promo about his mother and why he's been gone and getting married and all this stuff. He's got the potential to, you know, to be a good, a good baby face here. Um, I think you can get a lot out of this if you do Pinnacle Baby Faces and Blackpool Combat Club as the as the heels, um, especially with Wardlow. You know, having him feuding with some of these guys is only going to improve. You know, the, the TV title, the TNT title. And, and Warlow himself, like having him with a feud against Danielson and Cesaro, holy shit, like, it's going to be good stuff. Plus, you push MJF, Mox, too. Um, and I think, I think you can get some distance out of this uh, between Pinnacle and Blackpool Combat Club. <coughs> All right, what else is going on toward uh, Full Gear? I'm not sure if we're going to get the Elite showing up. Uh, there's been teasing of the Unbucks and Kenny Omega coming back. Uh, I don't think they've. I don't think we've seen them back yet. We've always had a tease of the Black, um, the House of Black coming back. Everybody's expecting a big feud between these two groups. I'm all for it just to be quite honest I'm all for it um but we'll see I don't know I think Malachi Black and Kenny Omega would be a huge draw if they build this right if they do the feud right uh and push that for you know out toward the next couple of of shows uh I would like to say pay-per-views but they don't have a lot of big pay-per-views but still they're big shows and whatnot even that's even on tv and whatever um could be a really good feud. I think possibly maybe even expanding the House of Black would be a good idea. Who would you put in there? For me, I think I'd put Pillman in there. I'd like to see Pillman get a little bit of a push somewhere. You know, I think this this kid's really good. I think he's ready. He's just they just need that moment to put him out there for everybody to to really see and and really bring him up. There's a uh, there's so much talent in AEW right now and so many young talented stars. You really kind of have to pick and choose who you're pushing. Um, hopefully, we'll get that get an ROH show soon so we can get more people out there and uh, in the spotlight I'm not sure what else we've got going on toward full gear I know uh, Paige Soraya Soraya I can't remember how exactly they pronounce it Um, she's supposed to fight Britt Baker sure it's going to be a good uh, good match I think both of these need this match. Like, Paige, I'm going to call her Paige because I don't even know how to pronounce Soraya. But, uh, 
I think she needs a good match just to, coming out of her retirement, whatever you want to call it. Her big return. Um, she needs to put on an exceptional match. And this is really a redefining of her character persona and everything. But I think Britt needs this match too. This is a, you know, quite the big match for Britt Baker. You know, for someone who's been kind of out of the spotlight for a while, they've kind of tried to to showcase other women wrestlers with the world, you know, their world title, um, which for so long was really just Brit, Brit, Brit. And I think this has given her time to breathe, time to step back, let others shine, re, you know, reassess uh, her situation and everything. But also, I think this is the match that could possibly redefine Britt Baker and and set her up for whatever you're wanting to do in the, the women's division. A really good match here, I think, propels Britt Baker back into that title hunt with, with whatever champion, whether it's Jade or uh, for the, the women's championship. Speaking of Jade, Jade versus Nyla, I've loosely followed this storyline and... I don't know how I feel about it, <laughs> but um, I'm interested to see the matchup. Probably more so than I have other uh, women's matches. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still on the fence with like AEW really needs the women's show so that they can have better storylines, stuff that's more in depth, like the men. I think if they did that, I would be more into uh, the women's wrestling than I am because we just really don't, I don't want to say we don't get a lot, we just, but we don't get a lot, you know. Uh, if you took the pieces from here and there and put it all together so that I could watch the women's stuff and just the women's stuff at times, then I think I would be way more into uh, their storylines than I am. But with that said, like the only two I could really pick out would be these two, Britt and Soraya and Jade and, and Nyla right now. I don't even know if there is any other women's story. And that's a bad thing because I could name several from the men's. But I, I just feel like continuity-wise, it's, it's always just thrown in. Like, okay, we need to throw a women's match in here. We need to have a women's match here. And while they do have a lot of women's matches, if you include like all the programming, uh, I would still rather just see it showcased in a, in a good one hour or two hour show. But that's that's no, neither here nor there for full gear. But I expect Jade Cargill will keep the title. Um, and I expect Tony Storm will keep her title if, if it's on the line. I don't even know who she's facing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, tag title wise, I'm not sure. I think it's just, uh, is it a rematch between the Acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory? Is it just a rematch? I'm, I don't have anything in front of me, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm intrigued by this feud. And then you got FTR in the mix, you know, teasing that 
pinpoint of unification of all these tag titles. So I don't know how you choose between FTR and the Acclaimed, because the Acclaimed are so hot right now. But FTR, they're not going to be tag champs everywhere forever. And so uh really got a question like, okay, how do we... How do we, you know, get the belts on these guys without hurting the acclaimed? And I think they do. I think FTR deserves to have all the tag belts. But again, is it going to hurt acclaimed in the long run? And I think you have to, you know, be a little bit selfish as a company and, and question if that's the best idea whether to keep the belts on the acclaimed or put them on FTR.